Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. Last time we met with you, uh, we talked about Purim, and we talked about Ukraine, and we talked about St. Patrick's Day, and that was a really great the show right before that. We introduced the Jewish calendar. We introduced what... Uh, what the Jewish calendar was and how, uh, not how it came to be, but we, we introduced it as the plan of God. So God has a plan for time, for the universe, and it begins with day one, and it ends with the last day of the 7,000th year, and then something else happens. But all we know is that's what the calendar is right now. It's, it's, it's a 7,000-year it's a calendar that outlines the plan of God in our time. So God actually gave us time. He gave us the ability to experience uh, our day. And, and b- back in the day, it was, it was uh, morning, noon. I'm sorry, morning, mid-morning, noon, mid-afternoon, night. And that was when the sun set. It was the beginning of the next day. And that's how God laid it out. So I want to move from there, Neil, uh, to uh, an understanding of the important events in the religious calendar of of the Jews. Okay, does that make sure, sense? Sure. All right. So uh, again, Neil, uh, it's this is just blows me away because of the quote unquote coincidence. But there's seven days in a week, right? Right. And there's seven holy festivals. Correct. The major festivals of the Christian faith. There's seven of them. Right. Right. So. God is using that number, right? Right. Because it's the... Well, it's the number for perfection, Mm. and it comes up often, many, many times. Uh, One of of the prime numbers, all numbers are important, but yes, you're right, sevens are, they they, they bombard us with sevens. Yeah, sevens. And and we were going through Revelation in a Bible study right now. Seven is all through Revelation. It's amazing. But it's throughout the Bible, seven. It's just really, really, really important. So what I want to do today with our listeners, Neil, is you and I to go through each of the seven festivals that are, you know, the major festivals of the Jewish life and just talk about what it is and what happens during that festival. And then when we're done with that, uh, the next time we gather, we'll take that first festival and we'll go down into it and explain it to our to our friends. 
Okay, well, that's uh, fine. Uh, let's uh, just, uh, in a nutshell, say yep. again, there are seven festivals, mm-hmm. nothing by happenstance. Mm-hmm. Another picture of our 7,000-year period. There you go. each right. festival has something in it that it stands alone, yep. but it's also completely intertwined it's with all the integrated. other. all integrated. God doesn't waste a minute. He doesn't waste himself. He, He's a very efficient God. Right. So these festivals are known by various terms, mm-hmm. but in the spring... In Nissan, hmm. they are there are four: four Passover, yep. unleavened bread, uh-huh. first fruits, uh-huh. and what we call Pentecost, but is also known as um, uh, like the Sinai experience, where God gave the Torah, and uh, hmm. so that would be Shavuot. That, Shavuot. That, that, that's uh, the Hebrew term. I've become very, very, very uh, aligned with that particular one because of all of the stuff you've done with it. Oh, thank you. You mean yeah. you you had a festival? Two years in a row where yeah. people experienced it yeah. for themselves. And it was just amazing for me to experience that Shavuot or Pentecost from a Jewish perspective, right? Right. This is what this is what the disciples were doing when the Holy Spirit came. Right. It's powerful. It is powerful. And uh, we won't, I, I'll try not to digress. We but won't, we won't just, digress. Just the, just the post-it note yeah. that we read in the yeah. New Testament, yeah. it, it, it caused a stir in the whole city. The whole city. What city. in the world? What? Yes. And so we just hope for those yeah, days exactly. again. exactly. So the first one is? It's Passover. Passover. That was the first festival that God gave and said, you'll number your months mm-hmm. uh, from this month okay. and you'll celebrate Passover on Nisan 14. Okay. That was in the Exodus, Exodus okay. 12. So hang on. Yep. So the Hebrew word for Passover? Pesach. Pesach? Pesach. Pesach. Right. And uh, so go. Talk yeah. about Passover. What is that? Well, uh, we know what Most that, people know. They yeah, think, we know or they think they do. But, yeah, yeah, they were enslaved in yeah. Egypt, the 30,000 foot view, and God rescued them, redeemed them, and brought them out of Egypt. Years, 400 years enslaved, right? 400 years. That's what Abraham, God told Abraham. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. And, and then it happened. And then he redeemed yeah. these Jewish people, yeah. Yeah. and he brought them through the yeah. wilderness, bringing them to what we call the Promised Land, yes. the land of Israel, and where Abraham walked. Exactly. We right. want because we, we covered that. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So it's that spot, that exact, that exact land that God promised, and He delivered them to that land. Right. Not just any. That particular land that Abraham. Occupied. A very, a, a specifically verifiable, yes. outlined geographic dot on the yes, globe, not exactly just right. any. Exactly. That right. is exactly false to our point of it's not random. Nothing right. is random, right. and that's thus the reason right. for us introducing right. this yeah. idea of a plan yeah. based on numbers, yeah. based on seven thousand years, yeah. and so on. Yeah. So uh, those were the first four festivals okay. of the seven. So we're talking about Passover. And and just a, one more thing I want to say, and if you want to add something, then we'll go to the next oh, one. Sure. But uh, this it's a messianic holiday, right? Right? They are delivered, rescued, saved out of slavery, and we're slaves to sin, and we're rescued out of that when we accept Yeshua as 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 our Savior. Uh, so it's 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 the same, but it's not the same, right? <laughs> It is the same, and and that's the 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 the, the point is that 
Every one of the festivals has meaning that a person who becomes familiar with them will not only expand their faith and knowledge of what they read and knew, but they will also find their own parallels and their own inputs into these festivals. And each one, as I said, stands alone. Yes. There's, there's many, many different names they're known by, each mm-hmm. one, and many, many different references that encompass them. And you put them all together and get an even bigger picture of not just individual seven holidays, seven, uh, you know, festivals, but you get a picture of a plan. So stay tuned, folks, as we go through each one, and then we'll put that together and talk about what it all means as a whole and how how it's part of the plan of God. So... Uh, Passover. What's the next one? So the next one following Passover are linked with Passover in the same basic time frame, if you will, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. next week, and they're, they're laid out in specifically in Leviticus 23. But mm-hmm. that one becomes um, uh, uh, unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. And, and again, there's all kinds of Messianic references, both New and Old Testament references. Mm-hmm. And um, references isn't the right word, but you, mm-hmm. know, you can mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Uh, parallelisms yes. and so on. Yes. Uh, after that is first fruits, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then the final. So let's, let's go back quick to unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. Sure. What's what's the main idea there? Well, the main idea, I, I guess you could say, from thirty thousand feet, is yeah. you you don't eat anything leavened. Leavened is equated with being puffed up and uh-huh. being sinful okay. and arrogant okay. and pr- proud and okay. so on. It, you you eat a, a, a bread, if you will, that's unleavened, nothing with leaven in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's all kinds of messianic, certainly New Testament uh, parallelisms mm-hmm. that you can find and mm-hmm. in, in, in reasons that you can mm-hmm. see wh- why mm-hmm. that was given. Mm-hmm. Um, the, okay. So the the uh, at Passover also they eat unleavened bread. They eat unleavened bread. That has to bread. do with the the hurry that they had to to move on. They weren't allowed. They couldn't let the bread didn't rise because they didn't have time they just grabbed it and go right? there's just dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens and dozens of parallelisms yeah, that yeah, we can find yeah. that, that applications so, so the feast of unleavened bread what's the religious significance well uh the religious significance if you will is strictly that god said you will do this okay and then we can see all kinds of reasons why he said to mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. one of which for our purposes is this also is symbolic of a seven thousand year plan of god okay but um this uh, festival of unleavened bread mm-hmm. uh, again if if you were to say okay just give me like the main mm-hmm. would be that idea of um, I am not puffed up. Mm-hmm. I am not arrogant. Uh, I am lowly. Uh, oh, these cool. kind of that you can see. You know who you are. Yeah. You know who you're not. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. A, that's a way, great. A way to live your life in, mm-hmm. um, if you will, not comparison because we can compare, but in mm-hmm. positional relationship mm-hmm. with God. We, we, he, he's not going to take anybody arrogant, right? He's <laughs> God, and we're not. And we're not. <laughs> and uh, and there's more. Yeah, but, there's more. We're going to get into that. Sure. And, down the road. And the next, the next one, the next and in one. sequence, yes. the, the third one, if you will, yeah. and these are all in the spring, yep. uh, would be first fruits. First fruits. First fruits. Okay. And there were a few different first fruits mm-hmm. in the Bible, mm-hmm. and what is first fruit and so on. Mm-hmm. But we know that uh, as believers in, in both the Old and the New Testament documents, uh, Jesus was specifically called the first the fruits. First the fruit. first fruits. Right. So that's an easy and quick yes. and simple, yes. and, which all of these are. I mean, there's more that are more nuanced that the more you know, the more you can mm. put mm. put meat on the bone, yeah. as it were. Yeah. But right away, each one of these is not like some strange mm. Old Testament mm. thing that has no connection. They're, they're entirely yeah. wrapped up with yeah. uh, 
our Messiah Jesus in yeah, the New Testament entirely, entirely. Yeah, and and so the first fruits as a as a Jewish uh, festival, right, is uh, an offering. It was an offering. You yep. brought the first fruits. Uh, mm-hmm. There were different times and different first fruits that you were to bring it mm-hmm. for different reasons. But that particular Levitical mm. feast of the Lord, they're mm. called Moed. It's, mm. it, it's the Moed means set time and that's important mm. for our discussion they mm. weren't random they were at this set time mm. right there's so, that word right set time there it is again. i have a set time yep and this is important because if i tell you to meet me at 12 at the coffee shop jeff you may be late or early you'll get there in whatever but if somebody of extreme importance, that this was extremely mm. important for your whole life's mm. goals and mm. everything said Meet me at 12. Guaranteed, you are not going to be late not even a be, minute. Not going right? to be late. Not well, God said these, yep. each one of these that I yep. gave the Jewish people, yep. that yep. I gave the Jewish people, the Jews didn't come up with these, are Moed, their set time. So that's a, just a clue that tells you, well, this is, maybe I should know this because Christians, Jeff, know all kinds of, uh, and I won't even say it's wrong, but we know Easter, we know Monday, Thursday, we know all Saints Day. We know all kinds of things in our denominational, mm. but we don't even, we're not even aware of mm. the incredible import and the and enormous uh, details that are enwrapped in these different festivals. Mm. And we're going to get into every single one of them, folks, as we go forward here. So the next one after... And that is Shavuot. That's Shavuot. Pentecost. Wow, Pentecost. So the Feast of... Uh, what was the first, the other one just before? Uh, first Fruits. First Fruits. Is is uh, so? It's Pickering, right? Right. <laughs> so, then that's what that means. Right? Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> so, so uh, no, I'm trying to grasp the uh, where the Feast of Weeks fits into the into the into the Shavuot thing. Well, and the, and and all of it it means something. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It's not random. Nothing yeah. in the Bible is just mm. I'm tired, so I'll read mm. this and I'll mm. go to sleep. No, it mm. it has meaning, and mm. once it gets pointed out, it becomes more alive to you. Uh, so Shavuot was uh, forty nine days, basically, or seven weeks, or se- seven weeks, seven weeks. It, it's it's how you count them. Yeah. Seven seven weeks is a yeah. better way for our purposes. Yeah. Again, right. it's another seven, right? Yeah. Uh, from uh, the last day of first fruits to the first day of uh, Shavuot. Okay, and that's forty-nine days. Right. And the fiftieth day, or fifty, depending on how you count it. And the fiftieth day is Pentecost or Shavuot, right? And even I would think even the Jews call it Pentecost. Is that right? Well, they may. Okay. Uh, they may. It depends again what they're cultivated with, okay. but it's it's really known in 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 uh, uh, Hebrew as Shavuot. Shavuot. And I think that yeah. would be more common yeah. with anybody who yeah. is. But you know, like us, I mean, you and I say Shavuot, Pentecost, Torah, potato, Bible to the potato, Mor- you know, Pentateuch. <laughs> you know, so it, it would depend, but but basically, it it is known as Shavuot, Shavuot. and it is another seven it's, sequence. It's okay, and and it is the Shavuot is the celebration so, of well. It's known as a number of things. Mm. And one of the things, though, again, from 30,000 feet, mm. just to mm. just go to, through this, yeah, right? Yeah. It is known as the Harvest Festival. Mm. The Festival of Incoming or Ingathering, mm. uh, Harvesting, which, again, is so significant if you just say, well, what happened in the New Testament? It was mm. a complete harvest of souls who said, what in the world is going on mm. here? And 
Peter got up and took the lead and said, let me tell you, folks, and you can read it for hang your on, own, hang right? On. So, so, and we're, we're going to get into this, folks, but just we're going to touch on it here. So the reason there were so many people in Jerusalem on that day when Peter gave his sermon and the Holy Spirit came was because they were all there celebrating Shavuot. That's exactly right, yeah. Jeff. And there's three of those that are called migratory festivals mm. or pilgrimage mm. festivals. They mm. call them different things, mm. but three of them, of the seven, mm. that it was mandatory that you mm. had to be in mm. Jerusalem mm. on those days. And there, So it's not a coincidence that there were right. people from every tongue and tribe. In other words, there were Jews that spoke all these different languages at the moment right. that, that this Holy Spirit thing happened. Right. But that's because they were all from different countries. Right. right? Coming right. back to Jerusalem to celebrate Shavuot. That's right. They put import on the fact that God had a festival and that they should observe it. They should come. In other words, they were like, we would hope that maybe you and mm-hmm. I, or if God said it, it must be important. I should look mm-hmm. into it. And mm-hmm. if he certainly mm-hmm. said, Jeff, I have a Moed, right, like we yeah. used before, yeah. I have a yeah. set time, and I'll set meet time. you in Jerusalem. Yeah. I bet if, yeah. if, if you yeah. got an in- Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Right from Messiah, yeah. you'd be in Jerusalem at yeah, a set yeah. time. Oh, yeah, You're not going to be late not or early. Be, or early, right? <laughs> right? You're going to be right there on time. Right. You might be early. Buddy. So, so what is? Uh, I, I want to make one more thing, and then we'll move on from Shavuot. Uh, it's also a celebration of the giving of the law. Well, that is when the Torah, uh-huh. the great gift of mm. God's word, mm. written by Moses, mm. referenced by. Jesus himself in the New Testament, he always hearkened back to Moses as his authority, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Moses wrote of the seven festivals. Mm-hmm. He wrote them down. He mm-hmm. was God's scribe mm-hmm. to write down the Torah, and he yeah. wrote Leviticus yeah. and Numbers and other places, yeah. but Leviticus specifically 23. Yeah. And Jesus used Moses as his basis for authority. There you go. There you go. All right, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for Shavuot. Okay, the next one is... Okay, so now we've got our four spring, and then we yeah. have what's called... Uh, the, you could say it's two days if you wanted to. They're, they're the dry, hot summer, mm. right? Mm. Now, that can be some symbolic, too, if you want to look at that and say, wow, it's we've maybe Jesus came in the first four, and he certainly maybe didn't fill them up to their completion, but he was easily identified in those four, mm. easily, mm. We've now had two days or 2,000 years, and quite frankly, Jeff, while it's been good for certain uh, eruptions of the Spirit, it's been kind of hot and dry. Mm. We're looking Mm. for the latter rain, which the rain was always equated with Messiah, the rains. The rains were in the spring and in the fall. Now we went through these two days of the times of the Gentiles, Mm. if you will, 
fits into our timeline of 7,000 years. Yes. Uh, basically on an overview. And now we get to the three uh, remaining of the seven fall festivals. Mm-hmm. And those have not been, uh, um, what would you say, easily identifiable, only peripherally that Jesus could have done. And he did, but fulfilled them. It's far easier to see him in Passover and so on. But the three remaining ones then start with the first fall festival of Rosh Hashanah, or mm. the New Year. The head of the year. The head of the year. That's what Rosh means, head. Head of the year, yeah. yeah. It, it, right, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And it's accompanied by blowing of shofars. Mm. All the festivals mm. you blow shofars, mm. they were blown often, but yeah. blowing shofars and yeah. so on. The head of the year. And then you have this period of... I don't even know how to describe it. It's called Days of Awe, but it's mm. it's, it's, a, it, it's it's a real period of introspection, supposedly, mm-hmm. too. You have this second, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it a holiday, mm-hmm. but it's called Yom Kippur, where you mm. do self-examination. Mm. You basically pray to be in the kingdom. Mm. Uh, you examine yourself. You try to make right those things you did wrong. It's sort of like um, that's a day where you can, by just today by just feasting and, and and putting on the right attitude it is like bringing the the, the sacrifice in the uh, Old Testament days of being sorry for your sin mm-hmm. you bring the sacrifice and you were forgiven you yes. were washed clean yes. well this is yes. a, a type and a picture yes. of that in the festival and it's, a, it's a time of uh, of confession <laughs> and repentance that's exactly for right. that sin that's right after you self-examine self-examine this right. sounds vaguely familiar right, right? exactly <laughs> yeah no it's exactly right and and so so then we have a period after that of some days that <clears throat> we then come into the final a festival which is which is the number seven uh-huh which is called tabernacles tabernacles or in hebrew which we've talked about wow it's sukkot so that sums up the cycle only to start again now we've we've alluded that there's other uh holy days that have been kind of Mm -hmm. added in for and we'll probably talk about those as well but but yeah these are the seven main sukkot uh, and and tabernacles uh the jews build a well they literally build a a a kind of a shaky dwelling Mm -hmm. Uh, symbolizing that they are completely dependent on God for uh, everything. So, in other words, I could build a house out of rebarred mm-hmm, stone and mm-hmm, concrete, mm-hmm. but they do it symbolically to show, look, everything, no matter how secure I think I am or want to be or hope to be, which mm-hmm. all humans do, yes. at the end of the day, I live in a shaky vessel, mm. and I can see the sun, the stars and the moon, and I am completely in the hands of this awesome God. And that is the purpose of dwelling, Sukkot Tabernacles, dwelling with God because God says, I'll dwell with you. Yes. And there's many pictures in the Bible yes. where God says, in that day, referring to sevens mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. I will dwell with you. As a matter mm-hmm, of fact, mm-hmm. just quickly, and we won't go into it now for mm-hmm. sure, be timing issues, but uh, we pointed out that the whole festival at Cana was on the seventh day, mm-hmm. seemingly was on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. It sure looks like the mm-hmm. seventh day to mm-hmm. me. And there was Jesus making wine, making people happy. People are saying, this is better than what was before. Most people aren't this great. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, but no, that's true. what the, yeah. the, head of the, wine, uh, yeah. the head of the wedding was saying yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. That, again, is just a, a nuanced type picture of what we're going to have when Messiah comes to dwell on the earth and tabernacle with men. So it says that in the Gospel of John. Yes. That that the word became flesh right. flesh and tabernacled 
among us. Right. And in it's Re- translated dwelt right. by most or lived. Right. But it's the word for tabernacle. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing in, in uh, we read in Revelation. Mm. You know, people are seem to be so much more familiar with that, but he talks about dwelling with, with humans and coming again and all of this. So those are the seven in a nutshell from a 30,000 foot, and each one of them do speak of this idea mm-hmm. that we wanted to bring some clarity on of mm-hmm. These are set times. Mm-hmm. These are very important. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. as the wisest man who ever lived yeah, said. To become it. He wants us right. to, right? And it's because he loves us. Right. He's, he's also showing us that there's something to come. Mm. There's a meaning in it. It's not random. It's not happenstance. It's not arbitrary. There's a meaning in each one of these cycles. Mm-hmm. And the final one, and all the festivals, they were they were known as set times. I have a, a mm. specific set time, but they were also called mikras, or this is also a rehearsal. Mm. You are rehearsing for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, the festivals are rehearsals. The festivals preparation. They're they're that's exactly right. They're yep. rehearsal. You're rehearsing something. Yep. What are you yep. What are you dressing yep. up for and rehearsing? Yep. Right. Well, yeah. if it if yeah. you're a great performer, you're yeah. you can't wait to get out there and play your instrument or sing your song or do your dance. You're rehearsing. It. You know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to open. The mm-hmm. show's going to open. Yeah. That is the import of knowing the seven thousand year plan of God. Not that we know specifics. Not that we always got every interpretation right. But that there is a set time. Mm-hmm. We're rehearsing it, mm-hmm. and it's coming. It's coming. Wow, that's amazing. So as we close, Neil, I want this most important thing we did not uh, haven't talked about it yet but you have a way of explaining Jesus and how Jesus fits for the Gentiles oh, yeah. and yeah. how Jesus fits for the Jews. Oh my analogy. Yeah your analogy okay, and it's, right. it, it's helped me a great deal and I've used it many times with people and it's extremely powerful to understand Jew and Gentile so uh, take us through that. Yeah thanks for that Jeff I appreciate that and good for me to know that somebody else thought it was worthwhile because mm. i do throw it out it's very i much, think of it yeah. and uh yeah someday we're going to understand how this whole jew and gentile merger occurs i have no idea how it works now god's going to make it clear but right now we have this thing and the analogy i use is it's like a belt and rabbinic judaism which is the judaism predominantly in our day with their various different sects but it's 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 rabbinic judaism mm-hmm. they uh have the belt itself. They are the belt. They are the belt, and they yeah. have the belt. They understand the nuance, the Everything. detail, the, yes. the, the the biblical codes, the biblical numerology, yeah. the the, yeah. the prophecies. That they have this somewhere. Now it's not these, every Jew. They have but these festivals. They, they have, have these festivals. They have the, the the testaments. They have they have the covenants. Right. They have the land. Right. All of that right. is so rich, right. and it encompasses literally encompasses. The whole of of who God is and what God is about, except for one thing. Right, exactly. So if, if you say they have the belt, they're missing one thing, and that's the buckle. The buckle is what holds everything together. And Gentile Christians for the most part, don't have this commonwealth of knowledge, this overwhelming repository of, of detail that, that is in the Jewish community, uh, vestiges of all this truth. 
As a matter of fact, so often, so many Gentiles will have some experience in that regard with some rabbinic Jewish person, and they will be just awed and overwhelmed and almost want to become or do become rabbinic Jews yeah, because they, they're, just, they're yeah. just blown away they're by just it. They're just blown away, yeah. Because Christians, for the most part, almost take delight in not knowing detail. Yeah. They almost think that I, I like to I don't be, need it. I don't need it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's superfluous. And I like to be, yeah. they say childish yeah. or childlike. Yeah. They conflate the yeah. two. No, that's and, great. Yeah. But what they do have, and what's the most important thing, yeah. is they have the buckle. They have the buckle. So the Jews have all this knowledge of wealth, this yeah. thing that wraps around their whole body. Yeah. They can't put it together. Yeah, they can't put it together. And Christians... And Christians have this have thing that puts... The buckle. Puts it together, puts but they together. don't know even what they're putting together. They don't know what they're putting together. Right, but they. But if you had to choose one or the other, right. I'll take the buckle. I'll take the buckle. But both of their pants are falling down. The <laughs> Jews' pants are falling down, and the Christians' pants are falling down because they have not joined they haven't the joined. belt. They with the buckle. Right. And I don't pretend to know exactly in every area how that's exactly done, except mm. that we all pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and, and Jacob, Jacob. El Elyon, the Most High God. Mm-hmm. And that's who we're searching for. And mm-hmm. someday, mm-hmm. You're, I think one of yeah. your favorite verses yep. in Ephesians, there'll be no more... Uh, Jew or Gentile, right? Right. That's right. Some kind of mystical way. We yep. don't become rabbinic yep. Jews, and they yep. don't become evangelical yep. first century Baptist yep. Christians or whatever, yep. but some kind of way we come together with uh, knowledge and blessing, yep. and we both go forward yep. as a completed, our, in other words, our pants are up, if our we pants continue are up. our analogy, right? That's right. So, so the, uh, the way, yeah, the, another, another way I say it is that in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, it says that Jesus, by his death and sacrifice and resurrection, uh, became, right, he became, uh, that, that sacrifice tore down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile, making the two one. That's a belt with a buckle. Right. Right? Right. right. That right. is a belt with a buckle by definition. Right. right? So, yeah, and, and it says he did it already. It's done. So what we don't realize, folks, and Jews don't realize it and Christians don't realize it, is there's a belt, and it has a buckle, and it's meant to be worn as one garment. Correct. Yeah. And that's and we are already one because the buckle is now there, and the belt is there. We just have to put it together. Right. So thus, that's what motivates us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Trying, trying to get to that place and absolutely. seeing these these nuances. And, and, and Jesus, Jesus said it mm-hmm. in John. Right. Father. Help us to become, help help them, Father. I pray also for those who follow me, right. that they would be one right. as you and I are one. Right. So the world will know I was sent. Right, right. Yeah, there's all kinds of illusions that fit yeah. into our 7,000 year, our yeah. seven festivals. Yeah. Uh, all this is it's it's, amazing. It's completely intertwined. They're not separate yeah. issues. No, not they're, at they're all. not disparate. They're, That's they're right. all link. And the more you know about yeah. them, it just helps a person link. And, and our mission, yeah. you know, folks here with this with this program, is to help you as a as a Christian to understand the belt, and to help the Jews who are, who have the belt to understand the buckle. Right. And and God, you know, you can help us a, a great deal by getting this and talking about it with your friends, talking about it with your pastor, talking about it with people that you meet. Uh, but it's so so important, so the world will know He was sent. So, uh, thank you, folks, for for uh, 
uh, being with us today. Uh, we look forward to the next time when we dive down into the first festival. Okay? So thank you so much for being with us, and uh, shalom. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.